Welcome back to Second Take. We are here with your hosts, Zach Sharp and Jeffrey Kapp. Today we are going to discuss our 2021 NCAA March Madness brackets and who we think will have the upsets and who will win it all. Jeffrey, do you want to start us off in the West region? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this year's March Madness. Um, I was really sad last year. We were like a day away from them releasing the bracket and then like the whole world got shut down. So I'm just glad that we're finding a way to stay safe, but still getting some basketball in. So I'm first off props to the NCAA uh, for making this happen. Definitely. Definitely. All right. In the West. So number one seed in the entire tournament, Gonzaga is coming out of the West. And there's always those people that autofill their brackets and probably over half of the country has Gonzaga winning the national championship. So I think it's a no-brainer that Gonzaga beats Norfolk, um, who had a very sloppy game uh, in the first four. Uh, I think that one, there's no really discussion there. Uh, Oklahoma-Mizzou, the eight and the nine seed. I actually have a Missouri upset here. Um, I just think, I just think, you know, they've, They've had a harder schedule. They have the fourth hardest schedule in the entire in the entire tournament. Um, and even though Oklahoma scores more points a game and lets up less, they they haven't really played, you know, too many tough teams. Their record is one game, or their record actually isn't better than Missouri. Um, even though they're ranked a seed higher, I think I think Missouri is a strong nine seed. Uh, compared to Oklahoma, um, so I'm giving them the quote-unquote upset there. Yeah, so I mean, I so I definitely agree with the Gonzaga. It's a no-brainer there. I'm going to have Oklahoma actually in this because of how dominant the Big 12 has been this year. I mean, so many good teams coming from that division. I mean, the only better um, conference is probably the Big 10, I mean, who's been incredible this year. But, yeah, I just have Oklahoma. I don't see Missouri, who has been a crazy inconsistent team all year, pull it off. Yeah, that one's definitely like a coin flip for me. Um, Moving on, the five-seed Creighton versus 12-seed UC Santa Barbara. There's something about 12 seeds that, you know, like they always just find a way to pull it out. Um, And for some reason, at first I put Creighton. I've heard a lot of things about Creighton. They have they haven't really played too many good opponents. Um, something just spoke to me about UC Santa Barbara, and you know you got to go with a couple five twelve upsets. I just think I just think some some way somehow UC Santa Barbara is going to pull it out. I, they're definitely not a bad team. I mean twenty two and four. I don't care if they're in a bad in a bad conference, that's still really good. It's still Division One basketball. So I think they're going to bring their talents to a big stage, and I think they're going to show up. Yeah, I uh, 100% disagree. I mean, that is a terrible call by you, Jeffrey. I'm looking at this right now. So Creighton is 3-2 and two against top 25 teams. So you see Santa Barbara, I mean, 0-0. Zero zero. They don't play any good teams. And I agree, even though it is still Division One basketball, there is a crazy difference of just skill set with Creighton, who is playing in a really good um, conference, versus UC Santa 
Barbara, who I'm not even sure what conference they're in. I mean, this team is just not it. Well, you know, March Madness is all about crazy things. I remember when Middle Tennessee beat two-seeded Michigan State. Remember when UMBC beat one-seeded Virginia? I mean, things can happen. It's tough to predict those things. I think this is one of the things, but I think there's another big one, even bigger, coming up next, which is number four, Virginia, versus number 13, Ohio. And that's right. Yes, sir. I've got the Ohio are they the Bobcats? I don't even know. I've got Ohio beating Virginia. I mean, yeah, I got to agree with that. James Preston has had an incredible year. I mean, I don't know if you have heard his story, but it is absolutely incredible. He was just a regular college student, or sorry, a kid who was taking a gap year, and he was about to go into um, his freshman year of college. He wasn't planning anything to do with basketball. His friend invited him to play for this AAU team. They had like four teams. He started on like the C or D team, kept working his way up, was making incredible games. I mean, he had like a bunch of triple doubles. Once he worked his way up to the A team, started posting his highlights on Twitter just to get some attention from colleges. And, of course, he got Ohio's attention, and he has had a, an amazing year. I mean, just really incredible. Yeah, um, he's definitely the best player on that team. He's, he's, he's pretty special. Um, but also, you can't, like, shy away from the fact that Virginia isn't necessarily, like, a strong four seed. Like, they're only 18-6. and six. They've played in the ACC, which isn't really a, that tough of a conference. Uh, basketball-wise, especially this year. I mean, for some reason, for some reason, Ohio, to me, for some reason, Ohio, to me, I think, similar to my argument for UC Santa Barbara, they, they haven't really been in the spotlight. I mean, of course, there's that story that you just talked about, but, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think this is going to be the biggest upset in the first round, for sure. Yeah, I mean... Virginia is, again, 1-3 against top 25 teams. And I know that Ohio is 0-1, but they played a really good Illinois team and put up a crazy fight until the end. Oh, yeah, that was that was one of Illinois' like, closest wins of the season. And it, it comes against – I think Ohio is criminally underrated. Yeah. All right, so moving on to USC and Drake. So I know Drake just had a pretty good game. I mean, they almost lost. But I don't see Drake doing anything. Evan Mobley, one of the NBA's top prospects, him and his brother make a really good duo. This team is just well-rounded. I don't see Drake putting up much of a fight. Yeah, I've got I've got USC over Drake as well. I think, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, Wichita State kind of surprised me in that last minute, how they played it. Um, I feel like, you know, good for Drake for, like, winning their first tournament game in like 50 years or something crazy like that. I forgot the stat, but I mean, they could barely, they barely uh, kept up with Wichita state and just eked out a one point victory. So I don't really see how they can keep up with, you know, a PAC 12 team division one USC. Who's, I mean, had the 29th hardest schedule in the entire tournament and put up 22 wins. So, I mean, that's pretty good. 
yeah, moving on. I mean, Kansas and East Washington, I just don't see East Washington doing anything. I mean, obviously it's March, anything can happen, but I got Kansas here. That's the pick you're going to want, and you got to really have some trust in this team who is uh, not a big team, who hasn't played a top 25 team. They actually have a BPI rank of 103. So, um, yeah, I just don't put that much trust into them. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely putting this as a lock for Kansas. I mean, East Washington, I mean, again, small conference, not great competition, haven't really been in the spotlight. But, I mean, Kansas is a, a consistent contender when it comes to March, and I think that experience especially is going to definitely give them a huge edge over East Washington. Moving on to Oregon VCU, I mean – this honestly is not going to be – I mean, I do think it will be a good game, but neither of these teams are very good. Yeah. I mean, neither of them playing great division. Neither of them have, like, played a lot of top 25 teams. I just think this will be a sloppy game um, all around. I think that I have Oregon coming out of it, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a very good game. I also have Oregon. I wasn't too impressed – with VCU, I, I watched uh, the Atlanta 10 tournament where St. Bonaventure beat them in the championship. I didn't really think they, you know, played that well. Um, so I have Oregon. I think this is probably one of the weaker games in this bracket for sure. And then Iowa versus Grand Canyon, that's just a lock for Iowa for me. Yeah, I don't have that going either. So let's go to the round of 32. I have Gonzaga over Oklahoma. I mean, I think Oklahoma will maybe put up some of a fight in the first half. It's just Gonzaga is undefeated this year. They beat, and they've actually beat good teams. I know that their conference isn't very good, but they've actually beat, I mean, they beat like Iowa, they beat Kansas, they beat Virginia. I mean, and they beat BYU three times. I don't see how this Gonzaga team loses, like, yet. Yeah, I have them. I have them playing Mizzou in the second round. Same thing. I don't think. I don't really think Gonzaga is an early round exit at all. <laughs> I mean, un, they're undefeated for a reason. Just leave it at that. All right. So, uh, Creighton, Ohio is what it is for me. I mean, kind of just got to give it to Creighton. I mean, I mean, I know that they lost to Kansas, split it with uh, Villanova, but they did beat Seton Hall two times and beat UConn three times. But I don't know. I don't think this will be a very good game either. I think Jameis Preston will, again, go off, show that he can handle this pressure in March, but I think it just won't be enough. Um, Here's where my bracket is differing from yours the most because I have UC Santa Barbara versus Ohio, and it's a 12-13 matchup in the second round. And in that case, I think Ohio has the definite edge over UC Santa Barbara. Um, so I actually have Ohio moving on to the Sweet 16, the Cinderella story, uh, playing Gonzaga. All right. So this is where I have a pretty good upset. I do think that USC will beat Kansas. Kansas really has not like surprised me or done anything at all. This year, I just 
don't think they're the team that you usually think that Kansas is. They are a pretty weak team, honestly, in my opinion. I just think that USC will be able to just sweep in and just play bigger with them with their two big guys who will dominate the paint. Yeah, I have USC winning too. I, I, I agree. I think I think Kansas isn't really the same Kansas that we've seen from previous years. I mean, they're still a three seed, but I mean, I don't know. I've, I've just got a good feeling about USC. I also think that because Kansas, I mean, I know it really sucks during this time period, but this is something that you have to take into account. So they were going into the Final Four of the Big 12 tournament, but they were forced to withdraw because of a positive COVID test. So that means that they haven't played in a while. And I, it really just sucks because that's a whole quarantine type thing. And it's just, it's not normal. It's just unfortunate. It's not something that people are used to. Yep. All right. So Oregon, Iowa, same thing. Oregon, not too special. I've got Iowa winning that. Luca Garza is a great yeah. player. I don't really think that's a discussion. Ready for All right, moving 16. on. Sweet 16 is right, baby. So Gonzaga, Creighton, I mean, I just, as much as I don't think that Gonzaga is going to, it's like that good that they're just steamrolling these teams, I just don't think any of the competition they've faced yet is good enough to really make a challenge for them. I don't think Creighton is good enough to put up a fight with this amazing undefeated team looking to become, I think, only the fifth or sixth team to ever go undefeated, including March Madness. But um, I just – I have Gonzaga. Uh, I have Gonzaga over Ohio. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, there's only so far Ohio could go, in my opinion. Um, that's where their road ends. Gonzaga is a roadblock for them. And then I've got USC versus Iowa. I think we actually both have that one. Uh, I have Iowa winning that one, too. They're a Big Ten team. They had better competition. Consistently showed that they could, you know, play with big teams, hang with big teams. They're a two-seed for a reason. I have them winning. Yeah, I mean, as much as I love Evan Mobley and think he's going to be a great player, Luca Garza is just a really special player, and I don't think that USC with a lot of these freshmen are going to be able to hang on to this very experienced team. Okay, my Elite Eight matchup for a trip to the Final Four, Gonzaga, Iowa, and I have Gonzaga winning. I think, similar to what we've been saying this entire time, Gonzaga's undefeated for a reason. They play hard. They've they've showed earlier in the year that they can hang with Big Ten teams. They can hang with top-ranked teams. Um, and they're... I mean, I would like to add that they beat Iowa... On prime time yep. by 11. Yep. And that was early in the season when people thought Iowa was like the one seed in the whole country. So they yep. can definitely, they can definitely not just hang with the teams. They can definitely, they've shown that they can win in big games. And I mean, this is definitely their toughest test by far. I mean, they kind of had an easy road up to this point. But I have Gonzaga in the final four representing the West bracket. Yep, I just have to agree with that. This team is very good, and there isn't really anything that's giving them that crazy of a challenge yet. I do think that Luca Garza will like won't go out, 
without a fight, but uh, I don't think it's enough. His lack of defense is uh, something that really hurts them. Moving on to the South region, we have Baylor Hartford. I mean, I don't know if Jeffrey wants to say anything about this, but I just don't think this is even worth talking about. <laughs> it's not. It's it's Baylor wins. That's it. Yeah. North Carolina, Wisconsin. This is actually something that I think will be a very interesting game. I mean, North Carolina is usually a really good team. So you want to maybe hang with them, but uh, I have Wisconsin. The Big Ten is just way too dominant. And I know that they've had some like bad losses, but they've had a really tough schedule. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I agree with like the Big Ten point. I originally had Wisconsin, <clears throat> but I kind of flip-flopped back and forth. This is one of the harder games to pick. I picked North Carolina. Um, North Carolina actually had a harder schedule than Wisconsin this year, um, and they had more points, and they had a better record against the top 25. Uh, and also Wisconsin has had some issues down the stretch that I just think it'll be an easier game for North Carolina. Um, it's definitely going to be a really good game, but I've got UNC just edging it out. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Back to the 12-5 matchup. I have Winthrop beating Villanova. I know that Villanova is without one of their best um, guards. I also know that I think that they have someone else out, but uh, – I mean, losing senior guard Colin Gillespie, who actually averaged, like, I think it was 14 or 15 points a game, is going to hurt. And I think that's what's really going to take them down. I also have Winthrop. I love the 5'12s. Um, just like you said, Nova's had some key injuries late in the season. They're not the same team uh, that we saw earlier in the season. And, I mean, Winthrop is 23-1. and one. I don't care that they're in a bad conference. They are 23 and 1. Yeah, that's a uh, very impressive. I'm going to give I'm going to give Winthrop the edge here. All right, Purdue versus North Texas. Um I've got Purdue in this one, Big 10 team. Uh my favorite team. Um I think I think, you know, North Texas isn't really going to they don't have anybody special that would put up a big fight against them. Uh, their, their, their schedule has been pretty easy to this point. They kind of coasted to the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I don't really think they can compete with a Big Ten team. Yeah, I got to agree. Purdue has beaten um, number two seed Ohio State twice. Yep. And, I mean, one of the reasons of that is because of their height and – just their amount of rebounding, and that uh, that's just going to take a toll on this lower seated. Team. Yeah, they're so I have they're to... they're the just uh, on your height point. The backup center is over seven foot, and he's the backup. So yes, they definitely have the height advantage. <laughs> yeah, moving on to Texas Tech and Utah State. I just have Texas Tech here. I don't think Utah State is anything special. Texas Tech is in. Again, the very good uh, Big 12. Let me think about it. it. Was So it wasn't last year, but it was the year before. They made it to that national championship. Yep. And even though that's great for the program, I don't think there's many players who are still there. So, I mean, I know it's 
led by Mac McClung, who I absolutely love, and I think he's just going to lead them. I think that Utah State just doesn't have enough for it. Um, is where I get a little crazy. <laughs> uh, I I originally had Texas Tech, and in like some of my alternate brackets, I have Texas Tech. But uh, my cousin goes to Utah State, <laughs> and for some reason, some reason, they're speaking to me. Uh, I mean, they score, they score more points a game. They let up less points a game. I know, I know, like Texas Tech is definitely a better team, but I don't know. I I feel something with Utah State. I just feel it. I mean, yeah, that's what a lot of this is. Is just it's a gut it's just feeling. A guess. Yeah. Moving on, Arkansas Colgate. So <laughs> this is actually. I'm not really sure why, but uh, this is supposed to be a very, very interesting game. I'm actually, I can see why, because Colgate only has one loss on the entire year. Um, Arkansas, who has been a pretty good team. I mean, they score a lot. They shoot a lot. I mean, this is a team that if they get hot, I could see them actually really going far. But then again, Colgate, I mean, this team has something to prove and I think this will be a really good game I originally had Arkansas not really even thinking about it much right now I'm looking at the stats Colgate is higher ranked they've had an easier schedule they haven't played a top 25 team yet they have four more points a game and they're averaging two less points let up a game so Colgate is definitely putting up a fight in this game but I think their inexperience against top 25 teams and top teams in the country is what's going to propel Arkansas to win. Yeah, I got to agree with that. Moving on to Florida, Georgia Tech. Or, sorry, Virginia Tech. Um, I mean, this is actually a pretty, pretty tough matchup. I just don't think that either of these teams are very good. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Florida anyway. <laughs> Just... Yeah, I had I had Virginia Tech at first, but then you know I kind of just flip flopped. I think I don't know. It, it's kind of just a flip of the coin. Both these teams are pretty eh. I just picked Florida. Yeah, I mean that's one of those where it's just like again that gut mm-hmm. feeling. All right, going back up, Baylor was. What about Ohio State? State? Never mind. <laughs> going back, Ohio State and Oral Roberts. I mean. I know I didn't really skip this on purpose, but I don't think this is much of a question either. Ohio State definitely. Yeah, no, uh, this isn't a question. You, we could have skipped it, no problem. <laughs> yeah, Baylor, Wisconsin, Baylor. <laughs> it's just Baylor has been a really good team, and I know that they got slowed down a little bit towards the end of um, their season, but. Uh, this is a really good team, and I don't think that Wisconsin is really going to be able to do anything. Yeah, I've got Baylor, UNC, and same thing. I mean, uh, both either Wisconsin or, or UNC, they're, they're good, like, middle-of-the-pack teams, but I don't know. Baylor's just – Baylor's too good. All right, moving on to Purdue, Winthrop. I mean – as much as I think that Winthrop is a good team, again, it's these Big Ten teams who, I mean, again, Purdue has beat Ohio State twice, and I think that's all I really need. 
have them um, beat Winthrop. Yeah, I also have Purdue beating Winthrop. I think also like the experience factor really helps. Um, they went to the Elite Eight not too long ago. Maybe I think it was the last. I think it was two years ago, and then they lost to Virginia to go to the Final Four on that like crazy like double overtime ricochet shot thing. Uh, but I think I think Purdue has height. They have experience, and they have the skill advantage over Winthrop. Yeah, I got to agree with that. Moving on to Texas Tech and Arkansas. So here's where I actually have Texas Tech winning. I just have a feeling that Arkansas is going to go cold. This team really relies on shooting. And I just think that, I mean, especially with just this one game is pretty much your entire season, teams can go cold. And I think that that's what's going to happen. And Texas Tech is going to take it. Mac McClung is going to go crazy. So, I have Utah State versus Arkansas, and that's a much different story. Um, so I have Arkansas beating Utah State. All right, Florida, Ohio State. I mean, even if you pick Virginia Tech, I don't think there's much of a discussion. Ohio State really showed, I mean, in that Big Ten championship game, even though they lost, that was still an incredible performance against a top three team in the entire country, Mm -hmm. Illinois. This team is something that's uh, brewing, and I don't know if they're going to go down cold, but I think that they could have a really good run, and I think they're going to take Florida down. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they're getting hot at the right time. All right, Sweet 16, Baylor-Purdue. I think that Purdue will actually put up a pretty big fight. I mean, I think that Purdue will be able to limit the amount of scoring by Baylor, the rebounding and being able to just slow the pace down sometimes will really help, but I think Baylor's going to still come up on top, maybe by like five. Yeah, here is where Baylor has to start dealing with some higher-level Big Ten teams. Um, I do have Baylor winning, but they're going to have to face some tough competition, and, I mean, they're going to probably face some adversity, so it's all about how they respond to that, but I do have Baylor winning. All right, Texas Tech. Ohio State, I mean, I think Ohio State will really show why they're a two-seed and why – um, they made it to the Big Ten Championship, which is definitely the best conference. I mean, they're just going to play hard. They're going to get in the paint, and they're just going to finish more over Texas Tech. I don't think this is going to be a very close game. I think it'll be more of a blowout. Yeah, I've got Ohio State-Arkansas, kind of similar thing. I think Ohio State's definitely got the edge here. I mean, they're number two uh, in the Big Ten, which – has nine teams in the tournament. I mean, that's crazy. So, yes, Ohio State, Baylor in the Elite Eight for a chance to go to the Final Four. All right, Jeffrey, I you actually got? have Ohio State. I think originally I had Baylor, but then, you know what? Um, I don't know. It's just Big Ten again. Ohio State's had a tough, much, much tougher schedule. Much tougher schedule. They have the they have the same amount of wins over top twenty five teams, and although they you know score and let up uh, not uh, less points than Baylor, 
I mean, Baylor's had a much easier road to get here. I think Ohio State's going to, you know, go out there, represent the Big Ten, and get a win and move to the Final Four. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Ohio State, I think, is a very, very good team. Especially, they're becoming hot at the right moment. Baylor is cooling down at the wrong time. I mean, that loss to Oklahoma State, they had some COVID stuff before that. I don't know. It's just, it hasn't been a great two weeks um, for Baylor. But uh, I think that EJ Liddell is just going to really do well. And I just don't see Baylor stopping this team who is red hot. Okay. All right. We have the East region. Michigan, Texas Southern, Michigan. Do you have anything? Absolutely not. Except for the fact that this is by far the weakest bracket uh, part of the entire tournament. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, I just think of this LSU team while they play. um, Let's see. Who do they play? St. Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure. I mean, this LSU team is actually someone who I think could make a Cinderella run. This team plays in a decent division or decent conference, but uh, I think that they're getting hot at the right time. I mean, that's really what it is for a lot of these teams is when you get hot right into March Madness, that makes a humongous difference. And they are hot right now, and I think they'll have it pretty Yeah, I don't really have anything – well, uh, much to add to that. I think LSU gets that win. Uh, nothing too special in uh, St. Bonnie. But I, uh, <clears throat> next matchup, I will say this about Colorado-Georgetown. Watch out for those 5-12s, man. I've got Georgia. I've got Georgia. And so, according to, uh, according to this, 52% of the people who submitted a bracket on CBS also have Georgetown. So they're kind of turning into a favorite here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So this is where it becomes very interesting because they entered the biggest tournament with a losing record, but were somehow able to get that um, automatic bid after they blew through the entire tournament and absolutely killed Creighton in the title game. I think that having a former NBA star, Patrick Ewing, as your head coach is a Something that's really underrated is having a coach who knows what he's doing. So I have Georgetown. Yeah. Uh, next one, FSU will be taking on uh, UNC Greensboro. <laughs> and that's not really a question for me. Give me FSU. Yeah, FSU all day. I mean, I think that they are a pretty decent team, and I just don't see UNC Greensboro doing anything. Moving on to... Well, I actually thought it was going to be MSU instead of UCLA. Um, But they had a little bit of a collapse there at the end of the game. So I'm actually going to go with BYU. I thought thought if Michigan State won, I might rethink this pick a little bit. But I've got BYU winning as well. I think they're just a better team than UCLA. Uh, Number three, Texas versus number 14, Abilene Christian. I don't really think we have to talk about that. (laughs) Just give me Texas. Yeah, was uh, seven UConn, ten Maryland. I've actually got Maryland upsetting. I think it's that Big Ten vibe this year. They're tough teams, uh, even if they don't have, you know, 
the best record or the best seed. They've played top 25 teams. Their entire schedule is basically top 25 teams. I think Maryland's going to beat UConn. Mm, I, I would love, absolutely love to go with Maryland. But I just, I mean, I've seen this team play. I don't think they're anything special. And I think that UConn is going to be able to win this. But it will be pretty close. And then Bama, Iona. Just give me Alabama. That's that's yeah. Bama all day. I mean, I know it's a football school, <laughs> but uh, who knows? This whole bracket is football schools. LSU, Bama, yeah. Florida State, Michigan, Texas. <laughs> all right. Michigan, LSU. So I will tell you, this is a game that some people might have to watch out for. I do have Michigan winning this game, but, I mean, I'm telling you, LSU – is very hot and i actually have in one of my alternate brackets i have lsu beating michigan this is a game that people will have to watch out for michigan is a pretty good team but lsu is hot and yeah i have michigan winning this just based on the fact of like who they played this season um lsu is definitely hot right now but Michigan, again, has had to play, like, top 25 teams consistently. They know what it takes to win, so I've got Michigan. And they have the experience of being in the Final Four very recently. All right, Georgetown, Florida State. As much as I want to choose Georgetown, I just think that Florida State is the better team. And, I mean, overall, 12 seeds, even though that they do beat five seeds a bunch of the time, they don't usually – Go farther no. after that. So I have yeah, Florida I have State. Florida State too. I I think I don't know. I I just they're <laughs> everything besides strength of schedule. Um, they are much better than Georgetown on paper. Um, I I mean I don't I don't really think you can argue too much about it. Um, although Georgetown, I mean I could possibly see them. They're hot right now. I wouldn't be surprised, but I've got FSU winning. All right, let's see what we have. BYU, Texas next. I have BYU. Uh, mm, actually, I think I have to rethink that. They've actually got killed by Gonzaga three times. And I mean, I know it's Gonzaga, but Texas plays in, again, a great conference. Beating Oklahoma State twice. They beat Texas Tech. They beat Kansas twice. They beat West Virginia once. I mean, this team is just a well-rounded team, and I'm going to actually have to go with them. So I have, like, two main brackets uh, in my family. Um, And on one of them, I had uh, Texas. And then on the other, I had BYU. (laughs) So this is the biggest back-and-forth game for me uh, that I could, like, that I picked this entire tournament. Um. But I'm just just for the sake of this, I'm gonna go say Texas. I mean, yeah, the BYU's uh, struggled against better opponents, um, so I've I've got I've got Texas. Moving on to UConn, Alabama. Alabama is a team that could either really make a deep run or could honestly disappoint this round or the next round. They have elite defense. And pretty good three-point shooting. It's just their lack of kind of one person who's going to step up and get that bucket is something that I think that will hurt them. But I, 
nonetheless, I have them. Yeah, I've got Bama beating Maryland. I, I think they're just a better team overall. So once once you get further into the tournament, that's that's really what helps. All right. Here's what I have, upset alert. I have number four, Florida State over Michigan. I just think that Michigan, I mean, they had a lot of COVID problems. So, I mean, I know there's still some potential, but they've lost Isaiah Livers, who's a big piece. They have a lot of freshmen. And when you have a lot of freshmen on a team in uh, March Madness, a lack of experience kind of shows sometimes, and I think that this elite FSU offense will just go crazy. Yeah, FSU missing. has one of the best offenses in the country. I also have them winning. Um, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize you did. I was going to make a big upset alert. Um, but yeah, I think I think Michigan's lost some key pieces. They're inexperienced. Um, I I don't know. I've got a feeling Florida State. I've got a feeling about Florida State. Um, Michigan's definitely the weakest one seed. This is base. This is the weakest bracket in the entire thing. Um, oh, yeah, I've, I've got FSU, and then uh, Texas Bama. I've got Bama just eking this one out. This is another like back and forth for me. Um, I don't know. Both of these teams. These are like <laughs> these are kind of the most eh two and three teams that <laughs> are in the entire tournament. So it was kind of a coin flip. But uh, I picked Bama to go on to play FSU. Yeah, I think that Bama's um, defense will just kind of just show out here. I mean, it's it's really tough to say, but uh, this team gets a lot of steals and a lot of fast break points, and I think that's going to be the so difference. So we both have FSU versus Alabama in the Elite Eight, and this is high-powered offense versus high-powered defense, but... I'm going to give FSU the win to move on to the final four. I don't know. Something's speaking to me about their, their shooting, their three-point shooting, and their offense, and I like I like it. Um, High-scoring game in March Madness, that's going to be fun. I've got FSU winning. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, they have um, a good amount of just quality wins. Virginia, North Carolina twice, Georgia Tech, Clemson, Florida, I mean, I know that Louisville, unfortunately, isn't in the tournament, but that's still a good team. That's still a good win. I think that this offense is going to keep rolling, stay hot, and they're going to make it to the final. All right, moving on to the Midwest bracket, the final bracket of the tournament. Uh, Number one, Illinois versus number 16, Drexel. I don't think we have to talk about that one at all. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Illinois is just going to take it. (laughs) Eight Loyola Chicago versus nine Georgia Tech. This is probably one of probably one of the better, if not the best, eight nine matchups in the tournament. Um, but I've got Loyola Chicago. I just I I guess I'm a little hometown biased, but I don't know. I I, I like how they play. I like that Crutwig kid. Um, he's got some height, so I've got Loyola Chicago. Yeah, he's actually the only remaining player from their. Uh, I think it was a 2018. Final from, four from an 11 from that 11. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he actually started on that team, too. I think he's third-team All-American this year. That's really impressive from one of these low-key schools. I think this is the best 8-9 um, matchup. Both teams definitely could have been maybe even a 7. Like, Loyola might have been a 6 or 7 seed. Georgia Tech, I could see maybe mm-hmm. being an 8 seed. 
these teams are the best of their seeds. But I do have Loyola Chicago winning. It's kind of in their blood. Plus, they have a sister Jean. Sister, sister you can't Jean. pick against sister Jean. I mean, it's the recipe um, to win. All right, moving on. Tennessee or Penn State? <laughs> okay. Here is my question, Jeffrey. Are you going for a full sweep of 12 no, teams over I've five? No, I've got Tennessee. No. Oh. Uh, no. Yeah, I uh, I actually agree with that. I don't think that Oregon State is anything special. Tennessee plays in definitely a better conference. I just have they, Tennessee. They also have they also have a lot like more that. experience. They've they've gone deep into March Madness consistently over the over the uh, last couple of years. So I'm just gonna give that to them. Oklahoma State Liberty people are gonna people say like Liberty's gonna put up a big fight. They're really good. I mean, I agree. I agree that they're probably gonna put up a fight. They're they're a good team. They their schedule was the three hundred and twenty seventh easiest schedule in all of Division One. Oklahoma yeah. State had a very similar record. They only lost three more games. And they had the third hardest schedule in the entire Division One. Give me Oklahoma State. I mean, I really think that Oklahoma State got screwed here. And I think the rest of these teams in this bracket really got screwed here. Oklahoma State is definitely a three oh, seed. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to say it, but maybe even a two seed. They really got screwed over a 9-5 record against top 25 teams. They've beaten Baylor, Kansas, Arkansas, Texas, Texas Tech twice, West Virginia, and Oklahoma twice. This team is very good. I mean, led by top NBA pick, Cade Cunningham. This dude is spectacular, 6'8". He can do pretty much everything. He averages, I mean, I don't know. I know he doesn't average a triple-double, but I can see him doing that once he gets to the NBA. This team is very good in Oklahoma State. This is definitely the the most... uh talented and uh, strongest bracket in the entire tournament. Uh, San Diego State versus Syracuse. I've got San Diego State. I know Syracuse has been like a consistent March Madness team, but I think people are sleeping on San Diego State. And I mean, they're a six seed for a reason, so I've got them winning. Yeah, I have uh, San Diego State. I think this is a team who could make a deep run. I mean, they have a Pretty good defense. They have two guys you can just give the ball to, and they'll go and get a bucket. And they have three-point shooters surrounding that. I mean, that is the recipe for winning. Give me some uh, West Virginia State. versus Moorhead. I don't think we need to talk about this. West Virginia wins. Although I, although yeah, I do bit. think that West Virginia should definitely not have been a three-seed over Oklahoma State. I think that's kind of crazy to me. Definitely. I mean, those – at least yeah, should be at switched. Least. But, uh, oh. yeah. So, moving on to Clemson and Rutgers. I have Rutgers. Yeah. I mean, this might be a little Big Ten bias, but the way that they've played this year, they play with total heart. I mean, they go for every single rebound. They go for, like, loose balls, crazy. I mean, this is a team that plays down and dirty, and I think that they could – Sweep off the upset and take. Yeah, I definitely. I have, I have Rutgers too. I'm probably Big Ten biased as well, but I don't know. Clemson, they're kind of. They haven't really played. 
I mean, they do have a harder schedule, but Rutgers has consistently played like Big Ten teams and hung in there with them. Like they made the tournament for a reason. Um, I don't know. Something's just telling me Rutgers is going to win. Yeah, just tell Clemson. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Houston, <laughs> Cleveland State. I, we shouldn't even talk about this. Houston. Yeah, uh, no point. Illinois, Loyola, Chicago. Stinks, I mean, this is where I think Illinois really got screwed yeah. on here. I mean, these teams that they're playing are really good. And you go up and you look at Gonzaga, and we don't really have them playing a actual good Gonzaga, team until Gonzaga didn't like have to play anybody until eight. they played Iowa. Oh, wait. Illinois plays Loyola, who's a really good team. Four losses on the entire year. I mean... This team is good, and I don't want to say it, but there might be an upset happening. I have Illinois, though. I think Ayo Jusumu and Kofi Kogar. Yeah, I also have good. Illinois. I think they, I think they kind of got screwed over. This is definitely like way stronger than any bracket. I mean, the, the Gonzaga didn't have to play a team that could possibly rival them until they played Iowa in the Elite Eight. And Illinois already has to play. Loyola is a top-tier team. Um, but, yes, I do have Illinois winning. I also kind of think it sucks that, like, the two Illinois teams have to play each other in the second round. Like, that's thanks. All right, yeah. moving on to Tennessee, Oklahoma State. I've got Oklahoma State. They are they're just a yeah. way better team, in my opinion. I think this is honestly just going to be a straight-up blowout. Oklahoma State definitely has a chip on their shoulder from being a four seed, even though they went crazy the second half of the season. I have them moving on. Sweet 16. Let's go to San Diego State, West Virginia. Upset. I mean, I have the upset, too. San Diego State is really just what you want in a basketball team. They have a, they have a pretty far above average defense, definitely not top like five or something, but I think top 10, top 15. I mean, you have a de- you have a pretty good defense. Then you have two scores. I will say it again, in Jordan Shakel and Matt Mitchell, who you can give the ball. They will go get buckets. Boom. Give yeah, me I, I, I agree. I think West Virginia is not a three seed. <laughs> um, and I think... San Diego State is just they've they've shown that they can play with top teams. They have a two oh record versus top twenty five teams. I think they're gonna surprise people and pull out the upset. Moving on to Rutgers Houston, I don't really think this is gonna be that much of a game. I think Houston's just gonna win. They're a better team. Yeah, they're just a better team. I think Rutgers is giving is going to give it their all, but uh I don't think I mean, do they just have enough for it? Moving on to Illinois, Oklahoma State. I honestly think this may be one of the best games mm-hmm. of March Madness. Two very um, high-powered offenses, pretty good defenses. More importantly, I think that this is going to be very interesting. You have Ayodisumu and Cade Cunningham both made the All-American first team I mean, the only difference I have here is that we sh- we've seen that Illinois is not only Io Dusumu. When Io Dusumu was out for four games, they still went three and one and beat Michigan. 
Andre Carbello is one of the best freshmen in all of basketball, and I think that this is uh, this is going to be a good hard fought game with Illinois coming. This out. is where I think that both of these teams. I mean, I'm, this is kind of upsetting for both of these teams because this is a championship caliber matchup in the Sweet Sixteen. Um, I have Illinois winning as well. I think I think they're a little bit more well rounded, but this is definitely an upset possibility and either way i think the winner of this game goes to the final four from this bracket whoever wins this game i think it's going to be illinois but whoever wins this game i think will go to the final four all right here we go upset alert again i think that san diego state will beat houston houston has a lot of foul troubles with um they're big guys. I mean, even though they do have a great job, they do a great job of getting second chance points. I mean, I have the upset here. I think San Diego State is again what you want in an I upset actually team. also have the upset. We we need to start we need to start changing our bracket so we don't have the exact same thing. But I do have the upset. I agree with you. San Diego State, I think I mean, they're they're a very, very good six seed. Um I just, I don't know. I've got a feeling. I've got, a, I've just got a good feeling. All right. Illinois. I think that they will, this will be a lot closer than it should be because they will be a little exhausted from their past two games. That Oklahoma State is not going to be an easy game. And I think that this will be a lot closer than it should be. Illinois will just barely drag it. Um, championship teams have to go through adversity at some point. Um, and Illinois, making it this far, I think that they've showed that they can handle adversity and win big games. So I have Illinois beating San Diego State onto the Final Four. I believe we have the exact same Final Four. Gonzaga, FSU, Ohio State, and Illinois. All right, yep. uh, uh, let's go to Gonzaga FSU then, I guess. I've got Gonzaga winning. Uh, FSU really didn't have to play. Their hardest game was Michigan or Alabama, and those two teams are probably like the weakest one and twos in the tournament. Um, yep. I think Gonzaga's not going to have really too much of a trouble unless they let FSU get hot with their shooters. But I have Gonzaga going to the championship. Yeah, I mean... We're going to say this again. Gonzaga just has, like, the easiest road to the national championships. We go to the other side. Illinois has to play Ohio State, a team that they barely beat in overtime. It's the Big Ten championship that's playing with a chip on their shoulder, and they're coming back, and Mm -hmm. they really want this. But nonetheless, I think that Illinois will yet again pull it out. They just honestly have a better team. Kofi Coburn was able to baby EJ Liddell. They didn't have anyone who could stop him. He just kept getting in the paint. And the only reason that game was that close is because he picked up a bunch of I will say this. Ohio State is playing with a chip on their shoulder. This is a rematch of the best conference in all of Division I. Best conference in Division I that we've seen for a long time the championship game of that conference. 
I mean, you got to look this at is... it. <laughs> I mean, the Big Ten has yeah. two one seeds. Yeah. And this two, is two definitely seeds. another championship caliber matchup. Illinois has to be exhausted at this point, but I think they're that good. I think Illinois is that good that they can consistently play these tough teams and make it to the championship. We both have Gonzaga, Illinois. Now, here is what I think is going to happen. Illinois has just had the hardest road to this point. Gonzaga has just had the easiest road to this point. Maybe Gonzaga takes them a little too lightly. Illinois already has the experience with the super tough matchups. They know what it takes. Give me Illinois national champion. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with it. So actually going back to the Illinois-Ohio State game, as much as I do think that they will be exhausted, you have to look at the dates of which those games are. They will have some rest in between the Elite Eight, or the sorry, yeah, the Elite Eight and the Final Four. I think that that break will be crucial, and I think that they will come out realizing that this is their time to win that national championship. Only two days after that brutal Ohio State victory, and I think that they will show that they have. This is this is purely just based off the fact that, I mean, Illinois has had to go through hell and back to get here, and they know exactly what it takes to beat the best teams at the right times late in the game. I have Illinois in a high scoring. This is going to be one of those championship games like that Villanova-UNC game that's like a classic. So, But I do have Illinois. Yeah. Possibly a little Illinois biased, but I have Illinois. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you if you have a final score written down, but I have 81-77. to 77. Kofi Coburn will knock down some clutch free throws at the end of the game even though he's a 55% free throw shooter. He did in the Big Ten Championship. Kofi just shows. I think I have a, a score of 83 to 81. It's going to be a close, high-scoring game. All right. Thank you for listening to Second Take. We will be back next week discussing the NFL free agent.